Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is the Steel Curtain Network's Day Schofield coming at you on Tuesday night. It is just after nine o'clock. Yeah, we're pretty close to on time tonight. As a Steelers fan, where else would you rather be? And with me as always, except when he's not, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, how's it going tonight? Welcome to the Bro Show. <laughs> going all right tonight. Let's... Hey. Talk Steeler football. Better than last week, man. I didn't completely flub the opening, right? Yeah, that was so, much better. Yeah, so I'm doing I better. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't listening. So you, you know, better. I don't know if you messed it of, up this week or not. Of course you weren't listening. Of course you weren't listening. Hey, um, if we want to briefly talk about some Steelers news, really the biggest news is what's to come, and that is there was a rumor out there that the all oh, the NFL might not have the schedule ready. You know what? They, they, how else can the NFL dominate headlines by saying, maybe it's not ready, and then that's a topic, and then, okay, it's definitely ready, and then that's a topic, and then you'll have, uh, I think they're going to announce some games tomorrow, Wednesday, and then they're going to announce a few Thursday morning. Talk about uh, driving driving the news cycle for as much as they can. But we'll get the complete schedule Thursday evening. We'll break it down on the Steelers preview. You and I will be back next Tuesday. We talk about it from the fan perspective, from the experience perspective, best games to go to, which ones you might want to look to go to, what would be some some possibly good road games. Because the Steelers last year, they were they were really confined close to Pittsburgh. They're all yeah. over the place this year. So uh Steelers fans that are spread across the continental United States. Sorry about you international fans. But for the spread across the continental United States, much better chance of having the Steelers coming close to you this year. So we'll be talking about that extensively. I don't know about you. I, I get excited about the schedule because I want to know what games I'm going to. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's actually what I was thinking uh, before we went on here while I was getting everything ready. I was like, hmm. By Thursday night, have an idea what the home games are and then uh, figure out which ones I'm going to be going to. I'll ask you this question. There is a very, very good chance the Steelers open at home this year. They haven't done it for eight years. And people are like, oh, yeah, it's not going to be. The reason it is is because the Pirates aren't at home that weekend. The Pirates are at home the next weekend. So you can almost bank on week two, unless the Steelers are playing Sunday night or Monday night, that they will, because I'm pretty sure they're, the Pirates aren't at home that Monday, because I checked that, um, uh, that they're more than likely going to be on the road week two. So they've got to give them a, a week one home game this year. Do, do you think the streak ends? Uh, good chance the streak finally comes to an end. Are you interested in the home opener to attend? Maybe. Just curious. I'll, I'll be honest with you. This year because I won't have to sit in the sun the whole time. <laughs> that's right. Your seats are a little bit different this year. So, yeah, uh, so yeah that's that's a really good point. Yeah, it, it, it's warm. Like my, my son, who I took the last two years, specifically last year, he wanted to go in November because even October was too hot for him the year before. <laughs> but then he doesn't want to go and it's too cold. But uh, yeah, we'll have plenty of breakdown on that next week. It's exciting to think about. I to me that really gets the the 2023 season rolling. You've got the draft now. I like that they now have the schedule after the draft because you have a better idea of your team, and the, and yeah. then you're really looking forward. Love that. Love that. So, uh, uh, <laughs> Kathy, gotta bring this yep. up. There. She says, I have ticket to Pittsburgh for the first weekend. Optimistic. Okay. Optimistic that they're going to be doing that. Uh, um, oh, I'm going to bring this one up. Sherry says, thinking of Jacksonville for the home opener. I'm actually hoping not. You don't want Jacksonville? Um, no, I do not. Because you, why is that one you want to? Tell us why, Cause, Rich. Because I think I already have those tickets sold. Oh, <laughs> that you have someone that wants job. Oh, yes, of course you do. Um, of course or, I do. Or take take someone with you. 
Or are you like me that you don't want to take a fan from it from the team that they? Oh, play? I'm not taking a fan from from another team. No way. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I I got you there. Um, I did a, a an article today with Brian Anthony Davis where we predict the schedule. Um, if you're interested in that, check it out at behindthesteelcurtain.com. Yes, that website website still exists. There, I'll get that out. Um, Afton says she thinks it's going to be Cleveland. Think it's going to be Cleveland. You know what? Could be. Cleveland was you know one what? of my. You know who I went with? You know what? What's up? Cleveland never rocked. Cleveland never rocked. I went with the team that the Steelers have opened up with when they've played at home in week one. The team that they've opened up with two of the last four times. Now, I, I don't know that you were able to check out this article because that would have tipped you off there. Do you know who that is? Nope. Out of the out of the last four times the Steelers have opened at home, twice, it's been the Tennessee Titans. Okay. But to go back four times of the Steelers playing at, at, in Pittsburgh on week one, you have to go all the way back to 2009. It was a Thursday because it was after winning the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. That's how far you have to go back to get four week one home games for the Steelers. You have to go all the way back to them opening up at home after winning the Super Bowl. Wow. That's how much has been on the road. So um, I'd like it to be the Titans because I've had good luck with the Titans and home games at Pittsburgh. Oh, you know what? Both of us, 2-0, 2-0. Yep. So uh, that I wouldn't do that. Ah, It's so much easier to break it down once we know it. So uh, we'll we'll do that next week. We'll get there. Rich, let's talk about tonight's. Oh, I, I also have a special announcement. We'll do it right before the break. Uh, a special announcement of some stuff going on. We want to make sure we do it. So you have to remind me, uh, live chat, Rich, everyone, because you know me, I'll roll right into it. And I don't want to have to do it coming out of the break. It's more fun to do it before the break. So we're talking about something that if you listen to all our podcasts on the audio side, if this is a topic you might have just heard in the most recent episode, this was with the Steelers fix. Now there's a little bit story behind this. We won't go into the story. But also, if you follow uh, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, yes, that website still exists. I got to say it every time. Um, and some articles that I've been I've been done on the weekend uh, spread out since the end of the regular season, well, for which was the end of the Steelers season. And that is, it's kind of it's kind of fans' confidence. By position, but I didn't want to just do it. Oh, which one are you the most confident in? And then the one that has the the, the lowest votes is who they're the least confident in, because that's not necessarily the case. So I did them in pairs. I did what what position group are you most concerned about? And then the, because that's going to drive the the conversation anyway. So I figured if I do the other one first, people will talk about this. So might as well ask this one first. And then so what they're most concerned about, and then they were least concerned about. I did it at four different times. I did it following the 2022 season and with specific instructions, which some people, most people, got right. But someone came in the came in the in the in the comments of the article and said, "Oh, how can you do that when the Steelers have this many free agents?" We're like, read the instructions. It was specifically looking back at last year. What what position group did you have the most confidence in? Which one did you have the least confidence in? We did it for you know looking back at 2022, then going into free agency, then after the main part of free agency, heading into the draft, and then this past weekend looking at it following the draft, you know, a week later following the draft, what, what do you think? And I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, those two articles, these polls are still open. So I'm giving the results of the poll, but they're still open. So if you check that out, you, you can see that there and can still vote. So Rich, we're going to break this down by position group. And I'll tell you, I didn't, I didn't separate the offensive line. I put all the offensive line together, yep. defensive line. Um, so if you look at the options, I will tell you the options were uh, running back, tight end, quarterback, uh, wide receiver, uh, offensive line. That's for the offense. Then for the defense, you had uh, outside linebacker, safety, inside linebacker, cornerback, did I say defensive line? I don't know if I said that. No. I think I did. Um, no, there. you did. Defensive line. No, I said it. And also specialists. I had the specialist thrown in there. So the question was, where did people see these things? 
at various points of the season. So we're going to go through and we're going to look at that evolution and see how it changed. This was the topic that they talked about on the Steelers fix. And it's going to be interesting with some of these results because they were kind of split on something. Um, and, and, and I'll be honest with you. We have two different positions that switched. I'm looking at the top three for everyone, and I have two different positions that that have switched. So you you might be able to figure those out nice and early. You ready to dive into this? Let's dive. Okay. So the first thing to rig for diving. Okay. So so we're going to look at these results. We're going to talk about if we agree with them. We want to hear from you in the live chat if you agree with them, uh, what they would be. We're going to look at first the most concerning position group looking back at 2022. And I'm glad we did this back in, in uh, I can't remember if it was the very end of January, the beginning of February, because it was fresh in our minds. Yes. Okay. What, and what do you think was the most concerning position group looking at last, looking back at last year across the board? Inside linebacker. You are correct. It was inside linebacker voted on the fans. 58% of them said that it was inside linebacker. And yeah, what else? I was do you think one of those. I was one of those fifty-eight percent. You were one of those. So you voted on that one. You were one of the fifty-eight percent. That was number one. Looking back at last year, number two was offensive line. Most concerning. It was at twenty-one percent. So it was overwhelming inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Then the concerned about offensive line. Then the next concern. What concern was defensive line at nine percent. So that was, you know, a much lower percent than the other ones, but it went inside linebacker, offensive line, defensive line. What what do you what, what do you feel about that one? Did you think they got it right? Would you put those in your top three? Um, I would definitely want to put the inside linebacker because I did. Yes, and, I agree. I completely agree. And the offensive line, I probably would have put there not because I was maybe super duper concerned about it, but anytime your quarterback comes out of the season, having suffered a couple concussions, it's got to be a concern. Yeah. Well, and then, and sometimes those concussions, I mean, one of them was my goodness. Actually, you know, if you'd, if you'd asked that question Mm -hmm. in the middle of the season, I might've put the offensive line first. Yeah. But was much happy with their play at the end. So actually, you know, I was pretty happy with where that ranked out, especially based on what the percentages ended up being. Yep. See, Reginald, he agrees. He says inside linebacker. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you all let us know if if you think those were the top three. And I think, I mean, look, inside linebacker was almost twice of the other two combined. (laughs) It was that. Yeah, Ron Schultz agreed there. Mm -hmm. said O-line in the first half of the season, not the second. Yeah. But I could still see that people were concerned. Well, because you got to, if you're picking some, but to me, I wouldn't have put, I'm surprised that 21% put that above inside linebacker. You got one vote. Yeah. You got one vote. So that one to me, as someone who studies the offensive line, I didn't agree with, with anyone voting outside of inside linebacker because I thought that was really true. Um, and the other thing that was interesting is that the Steelers were, you know, the second half of the season last year, they were the number one defense in the NFL after TJ Watt comes back, everything else. And yet it was two defensive position groups that were on this list. All right. Hold, when the hold, offense hold was just middle of the road. Hold on. I got to bring this up and then, then, then I got to, you know, get some, you know, somebody a little bit. So, um, um, Sherry Richards. Hey, Sherry, Sherry. did it. Listen, no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> she wasn't. She either came yeah. in here late and missed that first. Yeah, part, she probably missed this part because exactly what what we were talking about there was we weren't doing this knowing about free agency because there were four done four times. So it was end of the season. Yep, going that into free agency is the answer going forward. That's the next yeah. one. Yes, yes. That she yep. she she actually just jumped the gun a little bit. Yeah, just jumped the gun a little bit. And if you weren't here to hear the instructions at the beginning, I'm sure. But yeah, that was it. This was strict, and that's why I said this strictly on 2022 because I was trying to kind of prove a point with some stuff. People were so busy looking at what the needs were going forward. I'm like, but what about the needs from you know from last year? The Steelers, you know, inside linebacker is the most concerning, and they're losing guys. So that because there was a time where people were kind of brushing over inside linebacker ahead of free agency. And my point was that's because sometimes so many people get focused on the draft ahead of free agency when you really need to take them in order. Let's look at the least concerning. We got to hit these. This, this was tight. This was tight. 
for the least concerning. It was only a difference of 1%. But the one that was tight, the winner, you think would probably be, since I've kind of alluded to it, tight end. Least concerned that, about or, uh, tight end. That was my that was my vote. Yeah, 29%. 29%. But very close behind, looking back at last year, number two was safety. Oh, safety. Safety. Okay. 28%. Well, yeah. Looking back yeah. at 2022. And then number three was running back at 16%. So those were the top three least concerning. Tight end, safety, running back. Once again, Steelers, top in the second half of the season, top defense in the league, middle of the road offense, least concerned about two offensive positions and only one defensive position, which actually doesn't hold there very long because Sherry, um, Sherry already alluded to how it's going yeah. to be moving in that direction. So, does, but do you, so do, you, do you think that sums up 2022 pretty well with, yes. with those points? Think, okay. Yes. Yeah. Because to me, I also think of these polls of how would I have voted if I if I if I got to to do the top if I got to give three votes to one position, two votes to another, and one to a third, how would I do it? And honestly, probably pretty close to how it how it fell out. Yeah, yeah, pretty close. Okay, so so those were the least concerning. All right. Um, and what's interesting, I will tell you this: the least concerning across this whole series of articles had the wider variety um, of like four or five percent across multiple positions. Where when you talked about the most concerning, it was like really high or nothing. Yeah. So it, it was just really interesting how this turned out. Anything else? Anything you're, else you're curious about? Any position you want to know about? For either one of those categories from that one before we move on? No. Okay. Like, well, like if you're like, oh, well, where, where did so-and-so fall? Well, yeah. And what's interesting is there's some position groups that were that were high on both lists, just not quite into the top three. It, it just sometimes how those fall out. But let's go ahead and move on to before free agency. So no longer looking back, looking forward to 2023, before the Steelers entered free agency and made moves. Um, so here we go. How do you think that worked out for most concerning? Do you think there was a change at the top? I don't know if there was a change at the top, but I bet the top was close. It actually, than, no, go ahead. It wasn't close. It actually got wider. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Then it probably, it probably then changed to safety. Um, actually, Going into free agency, it was the same three. Really? It was inside linebacker, 61%. Offensive line dropped down to 16%. And defensive line went up a little bit to 11%. Here's my thoughts on this. Inside linebacker, I think everyone still knew it was a problem. Yes. Now, now, and when we get to the other one, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you someone's argument. Um because there are people that voted for inside linebackers as the least. And, and I'll tell you when we get there. Offensive line went down a little bit, but I think that has to do with the second half of the season. Because that's what you have going forward. They were trending, and they were trending the correct direction. They lost nobody. None of their starters were gone. So that's why that dipped in percentage-wise, which I think makes sense, but I can still see why people are concerned. And defensive line, to me, I think that was about age. I think that was about age, and that was about Larry O, because you didn't have, you know, you, you had no Larry, Larry O, and you were, you're worried. People were worried about Cam getting older. Enjoy it while, while it's going, people. It'll happen eventually. Don't worry about it. Just the Steelers need to make sure they got the depth to be ready for when it happens. Um, anything else you want to want to say about those? Um, I'm a, I'm a little surprised. Well, let me. Ask, can I ask a question now? About yes. Where some was there a jump in safety? Was there a jump in safety? I got to make sure I pull up the right one. Uh, because, this is. Oh wait, that's the least Sherry concerning. With, it doesn't work with mm -hmm. with KZ and Edmonds both free agents. Was there a concern there yet, or did you know? 
Or I wonder if people still had that feeling, eh, Steelers will get something done. People still had the feeling something's going to get done. Get done. Okay. Looking back at 2022, when you looked at the most concerning, it was 0%. To start looking at 2022, before free agency, it moved up to 1%. 1%. Okay. That's all the more it moved up to 1%. Okay. 1%. Yep. So, so, so that's, so that's interesting, but I will tell you it fell in being the most or, or the, sorry, with having the least concern. Yeah. It was no longer in the top anymore. It fell from 28% of being the least concerning to 3%. Yeah. That dropped like crazy. Cause when you looked at the one, the, the position groups they were, you were least concerned about that one, there you had a big jump in running back. Running back jumped up to number one with 37%. Uh, tight ends were, you know, fell to number two and dropped from 29% to 18%. Because remember, you just had Frere, Muth, and Hayward going into free yes. agency. Um, and then it was safety fell out of there. Guess who came in as least concerning third place heading into free agency? I'm just going to go out and take a wild stab at it. Um, okay. quarterback that would be correct 13 percent least concerned about quarterback they really were because because you knew what you had kenny pickett you got mitch trubisky some people that want to say mitch trubisky is a terrible backup i'm like no he's one of the best backups there is not a big change from your starter to your backup right that's a good thing so 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 you had that so that moved up into the top three, um, going into free agency. Any any other questions? Anyone you want to know about those? No. Yeah, because nope. like you say, safety fell big time. Um, but yeah, but but running back jumped up. So I I think that made sense. I think that made a lot of sense with how things were going. Uh, Rich, do you think we since we're halfway through, you think it's ready for the break? Um. Yeah, we can go ahead and take it here. So I got to tell our, our our little announcement, but as we head in head into the break, and uh, Brian Brown, not for a backup, not for a backup. No. Um, if you look at the three, there was only two quarterbacks that graded higher that were backup quarterbacks last year than Mitch Trubisky. There were two quarterbacks that graded higher than him. There were backups: Jordan Love and Brock Purdy both of which are expected to be starters this year. Yeah. Uh, Ron Schultz brings up a great, yeah. great point. Mitch is today's Tom Zach. Great yeah. backup, not a starter. Exactly. And that's fine. That's what, what was his name? Uh, Jeff's favorite all time um, made a boatload of money just to be a backup. Uh, what was it? Flynn that was in Green Bay and then Seattle. Oh, yes. And yeah, uh -huh. I can't, Matt, was it Matt Flynn? Matt, Matt yeah. Flynn. So yes. yeah, there's a big, kind of like how I feel about Benny Snell. Don't like Benny Snell as your number two running back. Love Benny Snell as your number three running back. Love him. Because he can come in when he's called Oren, which isn't very often, and plays great special teams. Just that one spot down the depth chart can make a huge difference in what someone is. Okay, so announcement. Everyone that's here listening live, of course, and those of you that might be listening to this on, on audio, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to check out the audio side of Steel Curtain Network, anywhere you get podcasts. You can get it, uh, Apple, Spotify. I don't even know the names of the other ones because uh, I use Apple and I know other people use Spotify. Check it out because tomorrow at noon, we've got the Steel City Insider Podcast. That's with um, Jim Wexel and I always say Jeremy's name wrong. Is it Ritz? I think it's Jeremy Ritz is the right way to say it. Me oh, mess no. up a name, who'd have thought? Spell it. Because um, it starts with an H. <laughs> I think it goes then HR. Never mind. Yeah, that's the problem. That's what gets me. So make sure you check this out because they're going to be talking offensive line, but it's not just the two of them. They have a very special guest. They have a former Pittsburgh Steeler on their show tomorrow and current Pittsburgh Steelers announcer. So who do they got? The Wolfman. They got Mr. Craig Wolfley. That's that's who they have on their show tomorrow, talking talk offensive line. So that's going to be a great show. Well, you know what? 
it's going to be an even better show because they're not done. They have another guest that's going that's on tomorrow. It's another former Steelers offensive lineman. But this one has a gold jacket. That's right. Alan Vanek is going to be on the show as well, talking offensive nice. line. So make sure you're checking that out at Steel Curtain Network on our audio side, Steel City Inside Insider. It's it's great enough just listening to Jim Wexel and Jeremy. But then you're going to add in Craig Wolfley and Alan Fanica. Make sure you don't miss that one. That that that's gonna that's a great show. Make sure you're there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on before you roll into the break. That I, I'm just okay. gonna take a moment and shed a tear because only one thing would make it better. Uh, I know if, if 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 Tunch could be there too. If Tunch was there too. You know what? Tunch might have been there too. So uh, yeah, lo- lo- love me some. That was the hardest uh, podcast uh, I've ever uh, done in my life. Was to it was to announce that one. I have never had to pause a podcast so many times before. I so think, um, I don't think there was a former player that I can think of that I enjoyed listening to. I just yes. enjoyed their voice and their breakdown. Like there are certain guys yeah. that are just up there for me in terms of just the way they can break down football. And Tunch was right up there. Another former Steeler, Merrill Hodge, is another one. Just, oh yes, some guys just have a gift at those kinds of things and he had one but he did i do love craig wolfie actually that guy makes me crack up oh my goodness Um, he's yeah he's pretty funny and i really enjoy listening to him get worked up over things um and of course how can you not love you know hall of fame inductee alan fanica i mean we're talking about a great show then tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And remember, he just announced the Joy Porter Jr. pick. He was there. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's yep. how you kick off night two of the draft. Uh, Jim exactly. talked about that last week, about how that was, a, that was a good one. So, all right. So that was our announcement. I said we'd do right before the break. So if you're here um, on, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, um, we'll be back in a couple seconds. If you're here on the audio side, stick around. We'll be right back. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, let's get rolling on with this change in fan confidence as we went through the offseason. We already hit, looking back at 2022, the most and least confident position groups. Before free agency, the most and the least confident position groups. Um, So the overall consensus is the most concerning inside linebacker. That was by far. Least concerning went from tight end and safety. Safety fell off. Running back and tight end was still there. Now we're rolling into, we went through free agency. It, this was the weekend before the draft. The weekend, saying, we're not technically through free agency. Well, it's through the main on. part of free agency. There yeah, you there go. We go. You're never through. You know when you're we're through free agency? When you fold as a Wild card weekend. <laughs> you know, you can pick up a free agent anytime through the season. But yeah, they just, the, the pool gets smaller and smaller. So, all right. Um, going into the draft, what do you think, Rich? You think inside linebacker held on to the top spot? Hmm. <laughs> no, you don't. Okay. What do you think moved into the top spot? Actually, you know what? Maybe it did. Hold on. I'm, I'm working my way through everything here. You're just trying to go for memory. Okay. Nope. Here you go. Uh, no. I'm... Mm-hmm. Actually, no. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it changed. Okay. I already told um, you. Oh, no, maybe I didn't. Go ahead. I'm gonna say it's not inside linebacker at the top. Um, oh, I don't know if it went to the top, but I know what moved up a bunch, and I'm betting it was outside linebacker. Outside linebacker did move up a bunch. There was several of them that were close. I actually listed that as an honorable mention with the top three. It did. It was number four. It moved up a bunch um, to to fourteen percent. But this was spread out much more than any of these others before about them about the most concerning. And it might have just been people felt better about inside linebacker. I don't know. It was actually cornerback. Really, cornerback went up to twenty nine percent. I guess because we lost because we absolutely lost Cam Sutton. Yeah, and I think people aren't just aren't sure about Patrick Peterson and his yeah. age and or where they're going to play him and things like that. To me, also, I feel like this was people looking at the draft and saying what they thought the Steelers needed in the draft. 
um, and voting in that manner, not necessarily for 2023. Because um, to me, I still think the Steelers could have gone without even drafting a corner. And I think for 2023, they'd have been fine, but they'd have been in big trouble moving forward. Yes. So why not address it now so you don't have to rush them? So I love that they address it and double dipped. So corner shot up to 29% ahead of inside linebacker at 24%. Okay. And I also think that the next one was based on what the, what fans felt the Steelers needed to address in the draft. Cause number three was you think maybe? defensive line. It was offensive line, offensive, offensive line. line. Yeah, offensive line. Because you okay. know, people. It, this is about the tackles. People didn't have confidence That's in true. the tackles. So, because yeah, went cornerback, inside linebacker, outside linebacker, and then I'll, I'll I wrote down the next two because they were also close. Um, sorry, I said cornerback, inside linebacker, offensive line, outside linebacker, defensive line. Those ended up being being the top okay. five there, because um, it was much closer. And the one thing I forgot to say about inside linebacker, I meant to say it. When talking about the least concerning, there are some people that keep voting for inside linebackers, the least concerning, because they feel like it's the least important position on the defense. They feel that you could get by with adequate players or even less than adequate players if you have a strong defensive line and you have a strong secondary. And they're just saying, I'm not concerned about it because I think you could just put people out there just enough to get the job done. Where you need outstanding play from your inside linebackers is when stuff's not getting done in front of them or not getting done behind them. I can see the argument, but why not want to have the best players you can have everywhere? That's just me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So so that's that that was that one. You're here now. Let's look at uh, the the least concerned, the most confident, the least concerned. Um you think there was much of a change Let's Af see. after the big part of free agency? I remember the first two were for the last one were what running back tight end. I still think those were pretty high. Those were still in the top three. Actually, I'll be honest with yeah. you. All three of them were in the top three, but the okay. order changed slightly. Uh, I forget what the third one well, was. But the, it was, but last me. time it was running back tight end quarterback quarterback. Yep. This time it went running back quarterback tight end. People didn't because people didn't want the Steelers taking a running back. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they know, and they knew that you know anything with a quarterback is just going to be the number three, and then tight end. That was right around. That was already after. Yeah, the Steelers had already signed Zach Gentry back, so people were confident in it before, and they were rolling. And then they were rolling in with the same position group. So, so that's how that one played out. Okay. Um, any questions about those or anything? Uh, any thoughts here? I'm, I'm looking here. Uh, I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. There's going to get, you're going to get the same people in here complaining about coaches, um, which really has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now. Um, so, and, and are you curious about anything else? Um, yeah. Um, no, actually, no, I'm not. No, no, not really. Okay. Because we talk corner, we talk quarter, we talk. Yep. Nope. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. See, and 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 like safety, safety for the for the most concerning was still one percent, but in the least concerning, it had it had really fallen off. Um, it was down to two percent. It went from twenty eight right. to three to two. Um, so, and like I said, there were still people, a few percentages, talk saying inside linebacker. But there was also one that was always in the middle of the road or above. Is specialists. People are like, you know, they've got two punters to compete. You've got Baj, you've got a long snapper. There's no reason to be concerned. That was just some of the um yeah. uh some of the explanations there. So let's get to now. Okay. Now it's time to live in the now, bro. <laughs> you ready to live in the now? No. <laughs> Take that. Ha -ha. Yeah. Take that. <laughs> okay. Um most concerning, what do you think it's got to be now? Um, it's that linebacker. Oh, yeah, it's shot back up like crazy. Yeah. Try the highest percentage so far. 66% okay. inside linebacker. Do you want to know why I, I, I think it's yeah, so high? I, I think I know why. It, 
Because everything else was so addressed? <laughs> yes, because the other concerns are now on the other side. Other side, yes. So exactly. it's, to me, the percentage in inside linebacker went up. Because look, they, they didn't add anything in the draft or undrafted free agents. Correct. So they didn't I mean, add anything. Nothing really changed. The Steelers drafted two cornerbacks and you moved up in the first round to take an offensive lineman. They addressed the other two in the top three. So, right. of course, everything's – to me, it goes up by default. Now what do you think is number two? Oh, that's a – oh, let's see. <laughs> Sorry, I kept talking about living in the now. Thomas Riley says he wants to live like it's 1978. <laughs> I like that I I, I I would I would be an infant. <laughs> an infant? You would have been born, uh, you know, just weeks. Not, yeah, I'd be less than a month old. <laughs> so, all right. Um, after inside, uh, after inside linebacker. So, what are you most concerned about now? What did people? I'm just trying to guess what people are saying. I'm going to go out on a limb and say wide receiver. Believe it or not, I'm going to bring the one that was up first. Jonathan oh, had the yeah, next one. Jonathan okay. Wilcourt. Brian had it right behind him, which was outside linebacker. Outside linebacker. That was number two. And you know what? Afton had number what? three. Safety. Safety. So it went 66% really, inside linebacker. Really I'm, I'm not near as worried about mm-hmm. safety outside linebacker. I mean, am I a little worried about the outside linebacker depth? Yeah. Yes, but you know, with the with the current setup in the NFL, you're going to roll into seasons worried about depth at a couple at a couple of positions. Absolutely. You're just always going to. You're just always, you know. I, I'm sure it drives coaches nuts at times, sitting there thinking, "I wish we had a little better depth here or here." But you, the problem is. With the setup of today's NFL, you're just not going to be able to get it perfect at any position. What you as a coach then are hoping is that you roll the dice, got it in the correct positions, and that it doesn't come back to bite you. Yeah. Here's how I think about outside linebacker. This all comes down to the Steelers believing this is a position that if they had to, they can add later. And why not see what you have with who you drafted? Yeah. If Nick, and I said the name right, it's so funny because in bad language, he was so happy for himself that he called him Nick Herbig in the second half, not even realized he called him Nate the entire first half. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, Sorry, man. Uh, But with Nick Herbig, Yes, he's undersized. And I have an article coming out tomorrow that's that that's uh because it's something that I do every year because someone asked me to. Just looking at the size of the of the draft picks compared to other players of the other players at the position. Um and yes, he's small for an outside linebacker. Is that concerning? Absolutely. Does that mean he might not play that position? It could, but for now that's where he is. But what if the Steelers go into training camp and realize that man, this this kid is exactly what we need for a number three? then you don't have to worry about having somebody else that you work into the mix. Yeah. But or, if he's not, then you get on the phone. And, and don't forget, there's still questions about where does Marvin Leal fit in all this? You know, where, where does, yeah, where's Leal? Is he a lineman? Could he be an outside linebacker? You know, he's kind of that tweener, you know, and, and you say he might be a little big for, for, what the Steelers use as an outside linebacker, but yet then where's Herbig is maybe a little small for what, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. And like, and like Sherry says, you know, you got Roche's a welcome. I'm not counting on Quincy Roche after two years away from the Steelers. I mean, it would be great. Any of those guys are, are bonus, but at the same time, you're like, well, what if they don't work out? I think that's a position that there are people on the market open market that are just waiting to see. And if the Steelers, you know, realize they need something, they call someone up, you know, uh, one name I've heard thrown around there. So I'll use an example, Justin Houston. Um, they say, oh, you want to call him? Say, hey, here's the deal. We, we got TJ, we got Alex. We love to run a three-man rotation. And what we have just isn't working out um, for this season. You want to come in and be that guy? You want to come in and be the guy? We'll yeah. get you 20 to 23 snaps a game. But if you come in now, 
with the Steelers drafting a player there in the fourth round, you don't know if you're going to have that spot or not. Right. So that's why that's one that you wait on. So that's in, so that's inside linebacker, outside linebacker, safety. Safety went from the number two, only 1% behind, almost tied at the top of the least concern for 2022 to now being in the top three of the most concerned. I'm just not a super. But I thought fans hated Terrell Edmonds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. I'm just not as super concerned as at safety as a lot of other folks are for some reason. I, I don't yeah. know why. It, it's it just doesn't rank very high for me right now. Is it a is it a is safety potentially a drop off from where they were last year? Maybe. But it was really good. You know I, what I mean? It, it's I, like I, I I think I know what it is. You know what's the what's the difference on a test score if you get a ninety eight or a ninety six? You know, if last year we were a ninety eight and this year we're a ninety six, yeah, I'm less confident in them. But does it really matter? Still a ninety six, right? Yeah, I, I think I, I think I know where the concern's coming from. I mean, I'm just gonna I'm taking a shot. I'm not saying this is definite. I think it's that fans are concerned that without Edmonds, Minka will have to fill a different role than what he did last year that allowed him to be Minka. That your all-pro safety might not be able to do what he did last year based on who's playing next to him. Maybe. Maybe. I think that's why they're concerned. I'm not saying that. I'm necessarily concerned about that. But it is something intriguing to watch yeah. going into training camp. I think that's very intriguing to watch. So, all right. So, so now let's talk about. So we so we hit the, the most concerned. Let's talk about the least concerning. Least concerning position group right now after the draft. Like I said, the reason it's in the now is the polls are still open. If you go to these articles, this one it, it's it's the biggest landslide of the being the least concerned. By far. It's the only time we went over 50%. The highest one before was 37%. What, who do, you, what do you think is the fans are least concerned about after the draft? Tight end. You would be correct. <laughs> it's tight end because they were they were least concerned about tight end at the very beginning. Yeah, I got it. At the very beginning of the season, you've got the same three players plus a huge steal in the in the third round of the draft. How can you not be the most confident in that? I get it. I get it. Yeah, right now that room is that that room's just really deep. Yeah, it is. It is. So yeah, t- tight yeah, end. You, you potentially got you got you potentially got somebody that could be sitting at number four in our room that on a lot of teams in the league would be sitting at number two. Yeah. Although some people like, you know, I know like Andrew says it, I've seen other people comment on it. They still say he is not a tight end. He's not the right size. You know what? He is for, for how you want to use him. Yeah. You know, cause my question is like, he's an H back. Well, isn't the H back kind of at times a tight end? Uh, uh, Jeffrey Benedict. And, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Benedict and I are doing Vertex this week on Connor Hayward, so you'll have a chance yeah, to, and, to check that out. You know, that's that's it. I think H back is a hybrid, mm-hmm. you know, um halfback, fullback, tight end. Yeah. They yeah. technically could could fill any one of those. Exactly. And yeah. one of my, my one of my favorites in recent history, which played for the then Washington Redskins, was Chris Cooley. Yes. A lot of folks, you know, a lot of times he was considered tight end, but honestly, he was an H back. Yes, he was. So, yep. So, um, that's why that one just shoots through the roof. And we actually had a tie percentage wise for the next two, but I separated them because there was like two different votes between them, even though they're the same percentage. At the time I looked this up, it could have changed if anyone else voted. What else do you think people are the most or, or the least concerned about going into the season? Offensive line. That was number three, barely behind okay. running back. Yeah. So offensive line went from the number two most concerning coming out of 2022 
and on the list all the way down in the top three to bumping over to now in the top three for the least concerning. Well, you got to look when you don't lose yeah. any starters, you just lose some, some depth pieces and then look at what they added. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm still trying to figure out why it went. The percentage went up from before free agency to before the draft. When you added the best was, guard in free that agency. Was, that was everybody thinking we needed to take a tackle in the draft. Yeah, that's I think so. Was. Yeah. That's all it was. Which which I I figured they would at some point, and I'm really glad that they took who they took. And you know what? You'll find out tomorrow in my article. He's the smallest tackle they got. He is. Um, so, so, so that was that one. Um, and then safety went from being um, the least concerning uh, to looking back at last year to basically not getting votes for either to being one of the more concerning after the drafts. Just interesting how, how it moves. Yeah. It interesting is. how it moves. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's funny. You know it's nice Mr. Mr. Woodside not- says we did need a tackle. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Because like I said, it, it was, it's not that the Steelers didn't have two tackles that could play. But why not look for an upgrade? An Go upgrade. ahead, Rich. And that's what they were going for. You know what was nice to not talk about this year? Uh, so wide receiver. Was really, <laughs> no, no, that we talked about a ton last year. I'm trying to think. Uh, well, there was the safety going into stuff because Edmonds didn't sign late. Um Quarterback. Uh, yeah. Hello. BTR <laughs> retired. Yeah. And that, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. Co- yeah. Quarterback. Thank you. Thank you, everybody in this live yes. chat. <laughs> I was Paper trying Bowl, to give them a Brown, chance to answer. <laughs> um, here's, here's the thing, though. Jeffrey Benedict on this morning's cutting room floor was talking about the offensive line. Um, I'm actually going to be answering a question about the offensive line on StatGeek this week, um, but it's not in the same manner of what Jeffrey was talking about. But Jeffrey said something about Broderick Jones that I that I think really hit on something. He says Broderick Jones has the physical attributes to be a top-notch left tackle in, in the NFL. He just needs to develop a few things. He said if he'd have been, um, quote, unquote, the phrase I hate, NFL-ready tackle, he'd have been drafted in the top three picks because he has the physical attributes to be that kind of pick. He just and, – and I mean, and when I did the podcast on him and the breakdown – uh, right after the Steelers drafted him, what was the, the the biggest thing? Is you know, kind of readiness and experience. That if he'd have been ready, he'd have gone at the top. That's why I think the Steelers might have been one of the best places he could go, because the Steelers returned both starters from last year. They don't have to throw him in there right away, and I, and I know that's going to tick off a lot of fans. Oh, why are you? Oh, you're wasting so much time by not putting your first round pick out there. Put him out there and see what he can do. Do you know how many? Why do you, that's why the Cleveland Browns have that uniform with so many wasted quarterbacks on on where they list them all out on there is because just sometimes putting them out there to see what they can do when they're not ready can ruin a player in the NFL. Now. I think Broderick Jones could still be ready to roll. I think he could too. He just doesn't have to. From the things, from the tape and the things that I've kind of looked at, yes, there are some things that he needs to do and get right. But honestly, they're they're not. I don't want to say it's not that big of things. It's not that. I don't think it's that difficult of things. Yeah. And I, I have complete confidence in the the coaching staff that they're going to get those things through to him. And he's going to get it. And look out because that guy can move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That guy can move. Yeah. But it, it's really not. I mean, it's funny. I don't want the Steelers. There's a difference. And some people want to argue that, oh, there's no reason to hold them back. 
It's not about holding them back. Don't hold them back. But don't throw them into the fire. Don't don't. There are certain things that if they have a bad a bad habit at or ha, or haven't realized something they're they're needing to do. It, it's a sometimes if you don't hold. I don't want to say hold them back, but it's keep them out and fix that first. Yeah. If you don't get some of those things fixed first before throwing them in there, you either a they're never going to work on getting them fixed, or b heaven forbid, they do something and it messes up and you get Kenny Pickett killed. Yeah, because think of what happened last year with the Steelers line and why they weren't the best at the beginning of the year but got better. Was it that they were bad and they got good? No, it's that they were learning a new system. The Pat Meyer system is not this, is not your typical offensive line philosophy. It's not. So that's another thing that's going to happen with, with Broderick Jones. You've got two players that's, that have played for a year with that. So you have people that you can hold in place until you know that he's going to go out there and be the guy. I would love to well, see him right away. And, and that's I, why, you I, know, I want to see him when, when it's right. I want to see him when it's right. I, I, but I, I'm excited for him. And, and that's why, you know, right now, you know, of course it's not out there yet, but you know how the Steelers yeah. work. You know how Coach Tomlin is. He's not going to be at the top of the depth chart yeah. because he hasn't stepped on the field for the Steelers yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he said so he will not start at the top. Now, if he gets to the top, it's because he's done what he's needed to do and he's earned it. Yeah. You know, every draft pick, they haven't earned anything yet other than a status of a draft pick. They haven't yeah. earned anything on a team because they've not stepped foot and put on the NFL pads and lined up with NFL players yet. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know. I also like what Chair Richards says about Broderick Jones. She said, don't Dan Moore him. You have Dan Moore to start. Yeah. Don't have to put him out there. I mean, 2021 was, a, like we said, that was a whole different monster. You know, you were dealing with this, the, the salary cap issue of the cap going down. And, yeah, you. I mean, you you had people you just had to put out there because it's, it's what you had. And Zach Banner wasn't ready. He's still yep. – he just put out on his tw- Twitter that he's now feeling like he's ready. It took him a long time to get over that. He's still trying to get back. I don't know if that, that that'll happen, but uh, that that that's just that's um, just just something to put out because I know Steelers fans get impatient. But you wonder why the Steelers don't get impatient because they're not work as much as Coach Tomlin wants to win this game this week. He's not going to win this game this week at the cost of of three down the road. Yeah. And that's why you yeah. put yourself in a situation to, to where you can do that. So, gotta well, love it. All I, right, Rich. I, I, I'm going to bring up okay. one more. Deal with it. I agree. He says. He says. But I think Jones starts the first game. To be honest, I, I think I, he I'm, I'm he great with it. that. I said that right away after I, he was driving. I'm like he, he I, could. I have it. a feeling. I have a feeling he's going to prove that he can do it too. But first, he has to prove that he can and do it. It all comes has, down to his time with Pat Meyer. Yeah, he has to beat that incumbent starter out of a position. Yeah. I mean, plain and simple. Yeah. Do I think he can do it? Absolutely, I think he can do it. Yeah. But he's got to actually do it. Exactly. 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 So, uh, all right, Rich, uh, which way you want to take this final question tonight? <laughs> we were kind of... Man, okay. I, I haven't thought about what we could do with the final question. The well, because I mean, I just the whole thing was questions. I didn't know if we wanted to 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 to, to focus in on on one. How about this? Okay. Uh, no, I don't know. That one's not going to work. You know what I'm trying to give? I don't like questions where everyone gives the same answer. I, I really don't. I really don't. I. I um, because I mean, I, I was tempted to say something. All right, which position group do you think is improved? But I mean, based on this, you're kind of going to uh, know which ones have improved. You know what? So, uh, I'll, I'll throw something out there, and okay. you, and and you can tell me if you think you like it or not. So, since the the most recent thing we we had happen was the draft, and what's currently open out there for people to still vote on is, you know, the least confidence and most confidence in after the draft. Okay, why don't we ask it this way? 
what position group took the largest jump for you either up so so there's going to be two pieces to this mm-hmm. up or down after the draft or basically so say the position and say if it was up or down up or down yes okay so, okay so what group took the biggest jump okay. for you and was it up or down uh i'm going to i'm going to and i'll say after the draft and let's take it all the way back to yeah. um I don't know. We want to take it to the end of last season. So, you want to go to the beginning of free agency. I think you got to do the beginning of free agency. Yeah. So because of through free agency and, and draft. Okay. Now remember, don't answer this until we put it out there in, in the live chat. We're not going to do it. And it's specifically which position group I'll, I'm going to give you a chance. Why don't you give it up? I'll give it down. Okay. Okay. Unless you were going to go down. I'm going to say down. I'm going to say inside linebacker. The Steelers made some swaps in and out with 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 free agency but the main player they have you're still dealing with coming off of a, a pretty big injury that they said might not be out there right away and and things like that and they did not address that position either through the draft or as an undrafted free agent they added nothing to the inside linebacker room over draft weekend so to me it it stepped down the most because it might have not moved down as much as everything else passed it up going forward. So that's oh, me. I understand. Yes. Yeah. Um, up, going up. Actually, the one that probably jumped up for me, I'm going to put up there pretty high, is 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 corner. Because I was really worried about corner because I was 90 eight and a half percent sure that, you know, Cameron Sutton was going to be gone. What were the Steelers going to do? And between signing Pat Pete and the two picks in the draft and everything, um, I've gained a lot more confidence in the Steelers cornerback room than what I had coming in. Yep. And up. I just now it, it's loading there. There jumped out there. Yeah. I'm putting that out there because I there's the, the comments all stopped. Everyone was had it typed in ready to go. I'm sure is what they were waiting for. So, uh, yo, my goodness. Yeah. Here we, um, here we go. Uh, now I lost where it was. Okay. There we go. Um, cause when the Golden screen was rushed. Okay. We got Gabriel Golden. Gabriel Golden says tight end. Oh, he answered for both. And if you answer yep, for both, I'll that's okay. Tight end up inside linebacker down. Okay. Um, Brian said corner up, I'll be down. Uh, Alkansas says corner up. Okay. Yep. Um, Afton, Afton said corner uh, corner room jumped. I'm not going to read the rest of it. Afton. I think you understand why we're rolling through this. Um, um, I'm trying to say an actual, that's an answer. Um, that's good. I left um, Afton's up there for other people to read. Uh, Dennis C said inside linebacker. Up or down. <laughs> yeah. um, um, when I saw the next one, you got to bring up. It's for Jeff. Okay, go ahead. Huh? Which one is it? Is it J- Jacob? Yeah. Hunter, up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's competition, and it's legit competition. Com- yep. Okay, Mr. Woodside, Woodside says, so you could say specialists, up. Um, that's like uh, Steelers Nation Australia said long snapper, which this would go into special. No, it's like um, say it, Christian say it right. zero competition. Okay, say it right. You got to say it how he'd say it. Steelers Nation Australia long snapper, <laughs> long snapper. Okay, uh, did I do Mr. Woodside and say cornerback up? I can't remember if I did. I think so. Um, so. um, I think Ron said offensive line. I think he meant up. I'm not sure. Um, whoa, it jumped on me. Uh, SC says inside linebacker down. Thomas Riley says offensive line up. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Dwayne Williams says TE up. You can't say just backup quarterback down. You have to look at the whole yep. position group. Whole you position have to look group. at the whole position. Yep. Okay. Um, great 103 says corner up. Um, not, not any that went down. Um, Reginald, he just gave two ups. That's cheating, but it was defensive line and cornerback. Um, and kind of, and Wes split the group. That's a, he's right, but it does kind of go against what we're trying to do. He says outside corner up, slot corner down. 
Um, I, I'm not. I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced even, on that because I, I'm not convinced on that yet yeah. either. Because they're, they're. I don't know how they're going to use people. Yeah, some people are thinking you have to have there. the typical slot corner, and I don't know that the Steelers are going to do things in a typical way. Nope. Um, so Dilworth had said, um, um, "No way, no way." Inside linebackers up. Okay, I thought I didn't realize he said no way in front of that. I thought he was voting inside linebacker up. Um, Sherry says uh, says um, O line up, inside linebacker down. Yep. It seems like I, I, oh. <laughs> I love this I one. Love it. I love when Steelers Steel 46 GM up, which is so funny because a- Andrew Wilbar, you know, is kind of, he did not like the Omar Khan hire because I don't want a numbers guy. I wanted a personnel guy. You surround yourself with good personnel people. Yeah. He's, which he's done and it has worked. Okay. The, the Steelers didn't get Hulk. They got the, they got the, the whole Avengers team, you know, the, don't just look at it as one man. It wasn't just Iron Man. It was all of them. Okay. It wasn't you um, get Hulk or Bruce Banner. It's you get yep. You get Hulk and Bruce Banner and all the rest of the event. <laughs> and all the rest of them. Okay. Uh, Richard Adamson says offensive line up. Uh, thanks, Bean Joe says offensive line way up. Said it's the most improved one. Uh, okay. Um, here we go. Wes gave a pretty good explanation there. Um, just to and, say, and, you know, and, don't think we added a good, you know why, you know why they didn't add a good slot cornerback option because they went, because they went with value in the seventh round and grabbed another great outside corner that they're, they're, they're building for beyond. So, uh, and if both those guys look great on the outside, then guess what? You've got a veteran of Patrick Peterson who I, some people think he, I think he can play anywhere in the secondary. Yeah, I really I do. do too. If they yeah. have, I don't know if they will, but I'm just saying they could. But he could. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we hear from Marky D that says, O-line, way up for sure. Um, yeah. Um, da, 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 um, and we're looking at some other stuff. Um, so that this was one I want, I want to bring up because Wes gave another answer. But I wanted to actually talk about this. Oh, man. Wow. We've gone over. Uh, cornerback up. OLB down. I was going to say I'm surprised people didn't talk about offense uh, outside linebacker. You still love the guys at the top, and they did add some someone that's a potential at outside linebacker that they really liked. I but I understand why fans are like, yeah, you're really going to use a guy that small. Right. They've got to have something in mind. They didn't. We're not certain yet if they have fully addressed the need in depth. So. What we got mean? a winner from Ron Schultz. Big bro show up. <laughs> After last week, we had nowhere else to go. No, no place to go up. but up. <laughs> all right. I think I got them all. Um, that, that with everything Sherry um, Richard said, Sherry Richards said the OC better be up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good point. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny, deny that. I just don't I don't want to have to talk about the coaches every show. That's why I just yeah. said, yeah, we're talking about coaches, but we're not talking about coaches. Because sometimes it's kind of nice to have a – because you know you're going to hear the same thing from the same people all the time. that they that And nothing that the coaches are going to do, great or terrible, is really going to change people's opinions. So they're just going to say it. But that's all right. You're allowed to have your opinion. That's fine. So um, sure. I already hit it up before. I'll say it again in case you're coming in late. Don't miss – S-E-N up – don't miss Steel City Insider tomorrow noon on our audio only platforms. Anywhere you get podcasts, look for Steelers or Steel Curtain Network or SCN, and you will find us because Steel City Insider not only is it Jim Wexel, not only is it Jeremy Ritz. I think I got it right. I don't know. I might have said it different the last time. You've got special guest Craig Wolfley. You got special guest Alan Fanica talking offensive line. Don't miss out on that. Make sure you hit that up and uh, make sure you're, you're, you're checking out all the shows. You, you're going to have. Other good things. You got Let's Ride tomorrow morning. You got the mailbag segment, which is always lots of fun. Um, you've got the curtain call tomorrow night. Here, I'm, the, I'm sure a lot of you will be back for that tomorrow night that are here in the live chat now. Um, th- I'll have a stat geek Thursday talking some some things with offensive line based on a question that I had. Um, and and uh, Yin's, what Yin's talking about, you never know what Yin's is talking about. But <laughs> you know it's going to be entertaining. And you got the Steelers preview then coming. Lots of good stuff. Make sure you're checking it out. If, and uh, like we said, also just, you know, 
go to we have a new steel curtain network facebook page go 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 like it follow it whatever you do on facebook i don't remember what you do there because i don't do it anymore um and and a twitter account um as, and as well as ffsn that we're still you know we're still plugging plugging away doing things there you can listen to kt smith breakdown stuff on an nfl level which is really good stuff there if you want to check that out all right rich what do you have to say here to close this out hey actually this is an easy one tonight you know we we will get the official schedule out later this week yeah. that's what i'm excited for um gives us a, gives us a fun show for next week actually yes. one that i really enjoy looking into what might be fun to go to as a fan because that's why i'm looking for the schedule to come out as well because i'm wanting to look at what i want to go to as a fan and you know once that comes out to me that's just one step closer to you know regular season uh, even preseason Steeler football yes can't wait 